the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Let's go ahead and uh, let's start with, uh, how many of you have your word tonight? Everybody have your word? I got your Bibles, amen. I want to encourage everybody because that's, that's a more, you know, very important piece of our, uh, the tools that God gives us to help us be successful on fire and charged up with Him, right? Um, so let's go to 2 Timothy. Uh, we're going to start in verse 3, and we're going to look at verse 16. We're going to have Amplified up here. I have New King James, so I'll, we'll, we'll uh, get, it'll all work out for us, Amen. So verse 16 says, every scripture, everybody say every scripture, scripture. is God-breathed. God Amen. Amen. And in the, in the New King James, it says, is given by inspiration of God. So that, that sounds like a good, good starting point, right? And not only that, it doesn't stop there. It says, given by his inspiration and profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline in obedience, and for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will in thought, purpose, and action. Amen? So that's one of our basic foundations in God's Word. Amen? That's something to get excited about. In, in the New Kingdom, in verse 17, it says, that the man of God, man or woman of God, may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen? So this is our, you know, everybody's probably heard this, basic instruction before leaving work, before leaving earth. Amen? Um, so if I was going to title tonight's message, though, and if I had to kind of, you know, put a label on it tonight, um, the label tonight will be, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Amen? And, you know, when we first, you know, accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, you know, there's something that changed on the inside. Amen? There's a new lifestyle that begins. And I think a lot of times, though, we, we don't realize what that lifestyle is. You know, it's a lifestyle. It's, a, it's not a, a normal day-to-day life. Amen? And I know I shared sometimes in, in the youth as well, um, you know, praise God, you know, I don't want to get caught up in other denominations and all those things, but I think a lot of times we as the church, you know, we get so organized, sometimes we organize God out. Amen? We put God in a box, and then, you know, we say, okay, because I know there's some church denominations, they just feel that, you know, hey, as long as you get there on Sunday, you'll be all right. And then you can live like whatever Monday through Saturday. Amen? How's that work? How's that lifestyle work? Amen? Um, you know, but some of us start out that way. You know, you know again, I, I, you know, and I know, and I always, you know, share my, I keep going back to my testimony. When, you know, I was born again at six years old, and, and I knew a religious, organized lifestyle, you know, up until I was 21. Um, 
you know, I just knew I had the knowledge that, hey, I was born again. I knew, I mean, you never would uh, talk me out of if something was to happen to me, if I was to die any time between that time span, you know, I was going to heaven. You know, you can't, but, you know, but here was my mindset. Here's my lifestyle. Yeah, I was going to heaven, but my life was going to be boring. I was going to be broke. I was going to be bored. Amen. Have everybody ever heard that lifestyle before? Has anybody else had the enemy try to put that on you? Amen. But, you know, I just want to tell everybody, you know, that's a lie. Amen. That's not God's lifestyle. That's not the lifestyle God wants us to live in. You know, God wants us, like we shared, you know, Brother Tom was sharing as far as the tithes and offerings. You know, God, God wants us to be blessed, you know. But there's some responsibilities, though, in our lifestyle. You know, there's some things, responsibility we have to do, you know. And then one of our responsibilities, right, is right here is acknowledging the fact that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. You know, this is our, this is our basic, um, you know, foundation of what God wants us to stand on each and every day. Because if you really study the Word out, you'll find out it's just not a, a book. You know, it's just not verses. It's actually God. God is the Word. Amen? All right. Father, so I think, thank you, Lord. Uh, so let's go to Joshua chapter 1. Verse 5 through 9, so it says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Woo! Can we say that again? That last part says, So I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. And actually, let me find that in the New King James. I should have already been there. but um, That's something to get excited about. Again, I'm just going on some the foundation, the lifestyle. You know, it's a lifestyle. It's just acknowledging and knowing. Um, in the New King James, it says, This book of the law shall, in verse 8, chapter, uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Again, go back to the scriptures we talked about, the inspirational scriptures of God. It shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Amen. Well, then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Amen? And it doesn't stop there, though. Then, then I, you know, I, had, I, I, you know, God showed me this, too. In verse 9, it says, and again, this is the New King James. It says, I have not commanded you, in question mark, it says, be strong and of good courage. That's the Lord talking to Joshua. It says, be strong and of good courage. What's going to help you be strong and be a, of good courage? Anybody? Amen. That's one. But what is going to help you be strong and be of good courage? It's a lifestyle. It's God's Word. When you build that confidence in His words in your heart, courage comes up. Boldness comes up. Amen? Good courage comes up. But there's the awesome part too. Not only that, then he says, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Did y'all know God was with y'all today? He was with me today. And I noted, you know, he's with us every day. But I think a lot of times in the natural, let's be honest, right? We sleep a little late. 
we get overwhelmed with work, things, the busyness, things of life comes in, right? And sometimes we don't really, we kind of lose sight that God's with us. We just start dragging, <laughs> right? Man, he, whew, I'll tell you this. You know, it's just... <laughs> and again, there's things that just happen, you know, it's like, okay, God's doing some things, but then here's our buddy. Y'all know who our buddy is, right? Our enemy, the devil. He's going to come in and try to stack it on you. And, uh, you know, again, I just talk about me. And <clears throat> as soon as I, you remember I told you I was obedient, God just said, go check it out back in the youth room. You know, and it was like, I didn't know six weeks, eight weeks later, all of a sudden now he's, you know, want me to do a little bit more. And, you know, just for me being obedient. But, you know, the enemy came in there and he said, hey, Bill, your, work, your workload at work is actually starting to smooth out for you, but now I'm going to turn it up on you. Man, my workload like tripled since I started. And it was tripling this week. And then, you know, but you know what? I realized God's with me. And I just gave it to him. I said, you know what, Lord, I got all these deadlines, these dates, and all this stuff just piling up on you. It, I'm giving it to you because I'm not going to be, you know, sweated. I'm not going to be all nervous because I don't have to be. I can be of good courage. Amen? Woo, because God is with me wherever I go. Um, you know, and even as I continue to give stuff to him and, you know, things at the workplace, when I, you can go back to it's a lifestyle. You know, God starts showing up. There's people start talking to you about God that you're like, where did that come from? Well, I tell you, it came from God. You know, um, God wants us to be, you know, he doesn't just want us to live the nine-to-five life and, you know, you, like I said, the normal everyday life. And I think sometimes as a Christian, we shortchange ourselves because we don't realize that God's with us each and every day. And he doesn't want you just to have that normal everyday life. He wants you to be above and beyond, you know, and he, he does that for you. And again, and that, and that means different things for different people. And again, I know sometimes we mentally, we start thinking, oh, I'm going to be a million, millionaire and all these things. And which, you know what, God may grow you to that point, you know, and, uh, but the fact that, you know, you don't have any bills to pay and you got a little money in the bank, you're probably more richer than any millionaire that is out there today because you don't owe all these bills and loans and things that they have. Amen? And you'll, you also have the door where God continues to bless you and he'll give you what you need, whatever that is. And he also, a lot of times, he, he'll surprise you, give a little extra. How many of y'all in here have shared or have felt a little bit, or been blessed with a little extra from God? I know I have. Amen. All right. Well, praise God. So I'm in, I'm in the right place tonight. <laughs> but what God wants to, you know, do tonight is just more, you know, a refreshing and, and, real, and want us to really understand that he's with us each and every day. He wants to encourage you. He wants you to be of good courage. You know, stay in his word. Stay, you know, spend time with him every day. You know, there's times where, again, going back to the natural, old flesh, dead gum of that flesh, it gets you every time. But, you know, sometimes we slack and we're not reading the Word like we should. And here comes our buddy, the enemy, trying to put condemnation on you, right? <laughs> but, you know, we've got to get past that. You've got to shake it off. You've got to stand up. And, yeah, well, you know, sometimes we get tired. But, glory to God, got to do some awesome things. Like I said, you know, music, whatever, uh, you know, new friendship. You know, again, this is a, where we're at tonight is a refuge for God to be, you know, um, the God to use whoever the gift is at sharing and, or others that are around you that can help lift you up and get you, get you boosted back up. Amen?
Amen or oh me, right? All right, well, let's take a look at uh, Genesis chapter 3. So let's go back a little bit in time here, amen? Sometimes it's good to go back to the beginnings. Um, so when the woman, so we know this is Adam and Eve, right? So in, when the woman saw that the tree was good, suitable, pleasant for the food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise, she took of the fruit and ate, and she gave it some also to her husband, and he ate. We know what happened then, right? So let's go to the next scripture. Then the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron-like girdles. <laughs> I haven't seen that before, but okay, that's cool. And they heard the sound of the Lord, walk God, of God, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. Where did they hide themselves from? They hid themselves from the presence of God. Glory to God, man. I mean, I just, I can't even think why somebody would have run from God's presence. If you really tasted and see that the Lord is good and, and you know, again, I, like our youth this week, again, and Pastor Buddy, and I mean, uh, Pastor Guy and, and uh, Pastor, uh, Sister Angie are, you know, they're feeling the presence of God this week. Amen? And man, you, once you taste the presence of God, there's no going back. Um, and I encourage you, if you haven't experienced that, I mean, God's presence can be with you and it you know there's not a certain routine or recipe and it's just loving him and opening your heart to him and uh you know his presence it'll be known amen so but here you know again adam and eve made a mistake one of the biggest mistakes ever right made it rough for all of us now but uh, glory to god god redeemed that and sent his son jesus uh but again i just want to highlight here this is where you know um Adam and Eve ran from the presence of God. And then the Lord, what did the Lord do? He, he called out and said, uh, where are you? I mean, again, a lot of, I mean, we knew God knows where he was. Amen. Let's go to verse 10. And he said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Amen. So what did God say? You know, God doesn't want us to be afraid. He wants us to come to Him when we make those mistakes. Amen? Let's look at Psalm 16, verse 11. You know, and then a little side note there. You know, the enemy, the devil, came to Adam and Eve, and they said, Did sure, God surely say that you couldn't eat that fruit? Amen? You know, the, the devil comes to us and, as an angel of light at times. And he also, he has half-truths. Sometimes he comes at us a truce. And I tell the youth, you know, all the time too, I said, did your mom and dad really say you shouldn't do that? That's how he comes at us. Did he really say? And then all of a sudden you're starting to think, uh, you know what, that probably won't be that bad. I'll go do that, you know. So, again, I just highlighting this, the enemy's lies and tactics. Amen? So, we find Psalm 16 yet? I guess I still need to find it. Amen? There we go. I'll read the Amplified. It says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand 
There are pleasures furthermore. Amen? So in God's presence, there's what? Fullness of joy. Amen? Let's look at uh, Psalm 17, verse 2. It says, Let my sentence of vindication come from you. May your eyes behold the things that are just and upright. Verse 3 says, You have tested my heart. You have visited me in the night. You have tried me and found nothing. I have proposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Amen. Concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips, I have kept myself in the past of the destroyer. Actually, that's not word. Okay, well, in the, yeah, the New King James it says, let my vindication come from your presence. Amen. Anybody know what vindication means? It means the action of clearing someone of blame or suspicion, proof that someone or something is right, reasonable, or justified. Amen. You know, there, there's times in my workforce and, um, you know, I've just been... And it's probably just like any other workforce. You always have that group of people that are always pointing fingers and blaming somebody for something. And, you know, nobody wants to take responsibility for their mistake. But, boy, they really love to go find somebody else. Amen? But I'll just share you something with proving it's worked in my life. And I and always, as a leader in my workplace, I always tell those leaders that work under me, I said, you know what, don't get caught up in that. If you're doing what's right each and every day, and you're, doing, you're taking care of the business, doing all the things, vindication will come. You know, and it's, you don't have to worry about that. And I'll, I'll just share a little bit of testimony. You know, there's a, at my current workplace, there's a, you know, I've been there going on f- almost well, four and a half years now. And I had had seven different management teams come in and out and had with that about seven different bosses, you know. And you know, how many of you know there's opportunities if you're seven different bosses, there's probably one in that, ball, one in that group is probably not the greatest boss. <laughs> That's just what I've seen, right? Um, but I did, I had one and, and, um, you know, this person, whatever, well, what he did, he's li- he listened to somebody else that told him everything that was uh, 100% alive, you know, of what I did or didn't do. And, uh, but the sad thing is that person believed that person. And in that, that uh, you know, my boss, you know, brought a bunch of other people that he knew to come and help take care of the business and things. And, you know, of course, I was looking at the numbers around me. I was like, okay, I have a new boss. It sounds like he's listening to this other person and believes everything that person's saying. So, okay, and then not only that, he's hiring people he knows has worked for in the past. He brought them on board. So now process elimination says if all these problems are blamed on somebody, they, he ain't going to blame the person, you know, his buddies and people he's worked with at other places. It looks like he's going to be blaming me. <laughs> Amen? But, you know, at the end of the day, I just said, you know what? God, my God's a big God. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to have courage. And I did. Because... I, because the thing of it is, at this point where I'm at in my life, my career, the devil don't have any new tricks. He doesn't have any new tricks. And I'll just, and the reason I'm bringing this up, and this is just a testimony. The guy's done this, I can at least three to five times on the top of my head I can remember, where individuals have done the same thing, and I didn't have to do anything but do what I was supposed to do, work unto the Lord, take care of the business, and everything else takes care of itself. And I just hear the testify today, and I'm not glorified in it, but that person is no longer with the company and has been moved out. And now, and what's funny though, this morning, uh, my new boss, he came in and he knew the workload, the things have changed and all the stuff, you know, and, and he shared with me a few weeks ago, he knew, he told me, he goes, you know what, you're a key guy here. You're one of our key, you know, he goes, I want you to know that. 
So, you know, he kind of – sometimes, I guess, as your boss was saying, there might be other things coming, so just be ready. But also, you know, this morning, he uh, – we just got in a conversation because I had some things I had to get done before 10 o'clock this morning. And uh, then he goes uh, – you know, he goes, hey, um, so – you know what's your how's your what's your relationship with the church and things like that and then when you got into he started talking about psalms 94 amen so it's like you know god god has it all under control and you know and god will move things out of your way and you don't have to do anything vengeance is of the lord not a, not and there was times in my career where I actually i i took vengeance on myself i don't know if anybody else has ever done that but you know what? It doesn't ever work out the, quite the way you plan and, and we think, you know, it's going to work out for you. But, you know, if you give it to God and let him take care of that situation, he'll move that person or whatever that situation is out of the way, and you'll continue to be blessed. Amen? All right. Well, I got on a little side note for some reason, but we're good. So let's look at, uh, oh, yeah, I love this. Psalms 140, <laughs> verse 13. I just love this when I read it. Psalms 140, verse 13. Let's see if it says the same thing when I have my new King James. Oh, yeah, I love this. So, verse 13 says, Surely, everybody say, Surely. Surely, the uncompromising. Are you uncompromising? Are you uncompromising? It's okay. Well, surely the uncompromising righteous, surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. Whose name? Amen. The upright shall dwell in your presence before your very face. Amen. Surely. <laughs> They've been blessed enough to know it's a good thing to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. It's a good thing to uh, continue to be you know, in His Word and being blessed and coming to church and getting involved and, and you know, be a, you know, that active, having a lifestyle that you're actively... And you know what? Let me say this too. Because um, there's... In my life, you know, sometimes we can get too busy. What do I mean by that? Um, yeah, you can get busy with the things of life and work and all that stuff, right? But also, we can get too busy for God, meaning we're busy working for Him. We're so busy we're working for Him that we're not going back to our basics and we're not spending that time with Him and we're not staying built up in His Word, amen? And we're, you know, now all of a sudden the... You know, sometimes the cares of the ministry can get on you. You know, there's the cares of taking care of whatever your responsibilities are, whether it's ushering and all these little things, right? You can get so busy. But, man, I just want to challenge you. Sometimes take a step back, though, if you're feeling that you're, you're in that situation. Get back to your basics. Get back to the inspired Word of God and get back to God's presence and get back to where He can build you back up and give you a refresher. Amen? Let's look at Acts chapter 2. So again, in Acts, right, this is where the power of God, the Holy Spirit, or the, the beginning of the New Testament church, amen? A lot of awesome things were taking place in Acts. So let's, let's take a look here. Um, Acts chapter 2, we're going to look at verse 22. You men of Israel, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man accredited and pointed out and shown forth 
and committed and attested to you by God, by the mighty works and the power of performing wonders and signs which God worked through him right in the midst as you yourselves know. Verse 23. This Jesus, when delivered up according to the finite and fixed purpose and settled plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and put out of the way, killing him by the hands of the lawless and wicked men. Verse 24. But God raised him up. Amen. Liberated him from the pangs of death, seeing that it was not possible for him to continue to be controlled or retained by it. Amen. Woo, glory. For David says in regard to him, I saw the Lord constantly before me, for he is at my right hand. Amen. That I may not be shaken. That I may not be what? Shaken or overthrown or cast down from my secure and happy state. <laughs> I like that. How many of some the enemies try to come in and mess up with your happy state? Y'all better be a good courage. Be bold. Don't let him take your happy state. Huh? Don't let him take your happy state. Amen. <laughs> God's word is so awesome. And actually, let me let me just see what it says in New King James. Um, yeah. So in well, let's keep reading. Uh, verse twenty six. Therefore, my heart rejoice, and my tongue excluded exceedingly. Moreover, my flesh also will dwell in hope, will encamp, pitch its tent, and dwell in hope. In anticipation of the resurrection, well, this, this uh, amplified us. Um, verse 27, For you will not abandon my soul, leaving it helpless in Hades, the state of, of despaired spirits, nor let your Holy One know, uh, now, or know decay or see destruction of the body after death. Verse 28, You have made known to me the ways of life, you will enrapture me, diffusing my soul with joy with and in your presence. There it is again. Amen. The New King James says, You have made known to me the ways of life. What life? It's a lifestyle. Living for Him. Living for Him when? All day, every day. Are you sure? What about early Saturday morning come on 4 a.m. 5 a.m. most of us should be sleeping unless you got a night job amen how many of y'all know there ain't nothing good going on on a Saturday morning at 3 4 o'clock in the morning amen so amen or amen oh me right um <clears throat> then finish it then it says in the New King James it says in verse 28 it says you have made known to me the ways of life you will make me full of joy in what? Your presence. Your presence. Amen. Woo! Mm, God is so good. So let's go to Romans chapter 1, uh, yeah, chapter 1, verse 16. Here we go. So now we have, so now we've got this lifestyle. We're acknowledging that if we're born again, and again, I also, you know, it's not... And I think a lot of times, too, we need to be courageous and bold, too. Are we a full gospel church? I think we need to be bold in that area. 
Little Hyundais, little Shundais. It's not anything to be ashamed. That's where, because in, you know, we got a little bit of time for that. I was wondering if I was going to be able to get into this a little bit. But, you know, the Holy Spirit and, you know, the spiritual gifts that God given us and praying in tongues, you know, that's, that's really, that's how you get yourself built up, staying and praying in the Holy Spirit, you know. And we ought not to be ashamed of it because we know, so we are in a religious area, and a lot of times that's not a comfortable conversation, and a lot of people don't understand it. But, you know, we don't need to. What I mean by this is we can still be confident in God's Word and confident in who we are. And if we're born again and filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, we don't have to be ashamed of that. You know, because um, I know that, in, and I'll have to go and, and I can't remember exact scripture where it is, but um, it describes sometimes the filling of the Holy Spirit is like that anchor. And there's sometimes... You know, there's some of us that, you know, and I know I did. You know, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 21, that was that anchor that sunk me, sunk me down and rooted in God's Word and God, in my relationship with Him. You know, but the most important piece, first of all, was what happened to me when I was six years old. I got born again. But, uh, you, know, and I, you know, so I was, um, you know, raised in an organized church. And then, like I said, when I got turned 21 and got, you know, God just, I, there was a new something I didn't know and something that organized church didn't tell me about. And then I turned into, I was a double-barreled double bear, double Baptist. You ever heard that before? Double-barreled shotgun? Double-barreled Baptist? Y'all ever heard that? Really? Okay. All right. Well, when you feel the Holy Ghost and you're born, you know, you were a Baptist, now you're a double-barreled Baptist. It means you got a double portion. All right. So anyway. All right. <laughs> So again, so now we got now we acknowledge we got this lifestyle, and now what does verse sixteen here say? It says, "For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news, Amen, of Christ. For it is God's power working unto salvation, for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes, with a personal trust and a confidence, surrender and firm reliance to first the Jew and also the Greek, Amen. You know, and also a good thing is I came." Um, a point in my life where, you know, at the end of the day, I realize I'm actually nothing, zero, nothing at all without Him. And I think all of us need to have, be humbled and realize we can't do it without Him. You may have all these talents and gifts, but you know what? If those talents and gifts aren't um, led and or, you know, built up under God's foundation, eh, you're not going anywhere. You know, and I think there's a lot of things we see in the media. There's so much information that's going on today we see all the time. Um, you know, there's a lot of successful people we see out there. It looks good. It looks like they're doing okay without God. But, you know, at the end of the day, we know there's a lot of things we don't know and we don't see and that, you know, that the world doesn't want to show you. But I guarantee you, anybody that's very successful in the world and has all this money, has all these things, you know, and, they don't, and their lifestyle is not with God, they have nothing. And it's just a house of cards that's going to fall anytime. Amen? And definitely, probably not happy. And they've got some kind of addictions, some kind of something. Amen? Um, but I want, to, I want to finish here. So go, uh, is it verse 17? Romans chapter 1, verse 17. I messed you up giving you some of the scriptures, not all of them. Because I think it should, it ends with that the, the just shall live by faith. Amen? 
That's our lifestyle. It's a faith lifestyle. Amen? Um, and what is that? That's, you know, we think, we speak, we act. We're one who loves, seeks, and relies on, and hope in, and obeys, and trusts in God. Amen? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 5 through 8, it says, Let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed. Or varse, I'm learning new words. Lust and craving for the earthly possessions, amen. And be satisfied with your presence, circumstances, and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you. Woo, amen. Say that again. What did he say? Huh? He said, I will not fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. We got any shouting in here? I, have, I serve a God that's going to support me. How many of y'all need some support sometimes? How many of y'all need some support today? Tomorrow? Amen? It says, I will not. I will not. I will, I will not. Woo! Let's say this again. I like this info. I'm glad I, this wasn't planned. Amen? I will not. He's saying it more than once here. I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake or let you down. Woo! Relax my hold on you. Surely not. Man, that's good. Glory to God. That prodigal son don't have a chance. That prodigal daughter doesn't have a chance. Amen? God is not going to give up on you. Man, they're so... Um, man, mercy. Slow that time down, Lord. Um, in my walk, in my lifestyle, man, I can just, there's just several testimonies I can share with you that all of a sudden this person just shows up and you know, I just know the light comes on and God, I just, I just knew that, hey, this conversation is about to happen. And what I find out, A, they got hurt in church because of what somebody said. But glory to God, God, you know, brought them across my path so I can help give them some encouragement. Um, and I don't know if I shared this before, but, um, a young man that came in and, and uh, at my workplace, he's still here today, he still works for me. Um, you know, he came in and I saw, interviewed him, I hired him. I saw some leadership uh, potential that he had. Um, I knew, I actually hired him uh, to hope that he was going to reach a certain level to where he'll be a supervisor for me, where I can stop doing a lot of, super, a lot of things that I was involved in at that time and take a lot of off my plate. Um, but I got to start to know him a little bit, and uh, he started doing a good job for me, doing a lot of good things. Not sure you know, how it happened. You know, God just has his ways where, you know, he opens the door for that conversation uh, with somebody. Again, and this is, and I'll just say this, you know, God, and it, it's not just me. It's everybody in here, and everybody that's at, hearing, you know, the, this message by whatever means. You know, if we're born again, we're living for him, we're living this lifestyle, there's people that God's going to bring across our path for us to help. Amen? So this person here, you know, I just, all of a sudden it, it happened again, and I started talking with him, and he started sharing with me, because, yeah, you know, because I always, what I, I, it probably was music. A lot of times it's always music, because i got tons of music, and, um, you know, God, godly music. And uh, um, so somehow that conversation got into the youth, youth ministry, and he shared with me, because, you know what, I, at one time I was helping with the youth ministry. I was actually 
looking at you know possibility of being the youth pastor and uh, you know what I uh, something came up and I couldn't make it to church on a Sunday night um, and I told the pastors I couldn't make it but uh, you know I got rebuked because I couldn't make it I got I got told that I was of the devil because I didn't make it I couldn't make it and you know, I just turned my back on God and I said you know if that's church then I don't want it Woo. Mm. Lord have mercy on the pastor and leadership that sowed that seed in that man's life. Mm. I don't want to be that person. But you know what? God's grace because he's not going to God's not when you give your life to him when you're born again, he's not going to he's not going to let go of you. Even though hurt things come, you know, and sometimes you know hurts do come. We don't know how to handle it. And sometimes you know it's and that's why, you know, as we live this lifestyle, we got to be careful. We got to careful, you know, we're representing God. We're representing the best. And we got to make sure, again, we're representing Him in the right ways. And, and again, I don't want us to get us in condemnation because at the end of the day, you know, we're always work, we're all working our salvation out. But we just got to be careful. Things come in our mouth. We may hurt somebody and cause them not to come to church. And, you know, they now they have a different visual or understanding of who God is. But, you know, at the end of the day, too, we got we got to know also that man's going to fail us. God's word says it. Man's going to fail us. You know, I'm so grateful. Oh, man. That a mighty man of God that, you know, showed me that not, not to put my eyes on him, but to keep my eyes on Jesus because Jesus will never fail me. You know, that was Pastor Buddy. And, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't be here today because of all the changes we've gone through this church and this ministry if it wasn't for him to continue to point me in, the, in my, my direction into you know, the, the light of Jesus and my relationship with him and get my eyes off man, you know. So anyway, so going back to that young man, so I, you know, I shared with him, I said, you know what? God, unfortunately that happened, but I just want you to know God's bigger than that. And God hasn't given up on you and God loves you, you know. And uh, you know what he's doing today? <laughs> Whew. Mm. He's in the church. You know what he's doing in the church? Oh, man. He's ministering. He's, he's uh, actually took the lead in the men's ministry. And he's getting back on fire for God. Amen? So church, I mean, that's, you know, the lifestyle that we're talking about, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a lifestyle that doesn't just impact us. It impacts those around us. And you never know, that, you know, we've got to keep our light shining at all times. Amen? Because, you know, you know unfortunately, the, the enemy's out there, and he's trying to use people to bring hurt and keep people out of church, keep people out of God's presence. But, you know, we just got to encourage each other. And, again, I think it's why it's good to, you know, we have camps and different things, and the youth are at their camps, and there's times we have some good anointing word and uh, praise and worship that can kind of get us boosted and lifted back up. Amen? All right. Let's look in... Uh, just two more scriptures here, maybe, and then we'll, we'll finish up. Uh, John chapter 14. God is so good. Mm. He's so good. <laughs> and the devil doesn't like that, just so y'all know. He doesn't know. He, doesn't, he just doesn't want to know how good he is. He just doesn't. But you know what? Sorry. You're under our feet. Amen? And the awesome thing is, God, not only that, 
you know, God didn't just, you know, he said he doesn't, he didn't leave us, he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. He gave us a helper, amen? And it says in uh, verse 15, and I'm, um, you know, if you really love me, amen, you will keep, obey my commandments, amen? So it's, again, it's, if you really love the Lord, if you really want to live this lifestyle, you're going to stay in God's word and you're going to obey, amen? And that's not a bad thing. So, <laughs> What was it? Well, it's probably, I guess, three months ago, whatever. Well, again, remember, I was back there, and I just obeyed God and say, okay, I'll go check it out what the youth are doing in there. I mean, come on. I mean, I, did, I, mean, I just, and you know, at the end of the day, it's like, is that really God? But now, I mean, it, it's God. You know, and it, it, and God will continue to bless you, and it's just, it's all of us being obedient. Amen. Um, let's, and let me continue. It says in verse 16, it says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, amen, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of the truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, amen. Um, just for lack, lack of time left. Um, let's look at verse 20, 14, verse 26. It says, But the helper, amen, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. What does all mean? Is there some things we, that we personally need to learn and need to be taught? Have you all ever thought about I mean, I'm just, you need to learn how to drive. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, but I think God can help you with that situation. What I mean by that is God, is God going to teach you how to drive? <laughs> Now, I know you're like, what in the world? Exactly. So I know in the youth, though, I, so I'll, I'll call it, I'm at the flat tire phase with, my youth, with the youth today. I share, I'm sharing my flat tire stories, right? You've heard some of my flat tire stories, amen? They have, I, got, I got more levels. And what I'm sharing is with, you know, there's a time in my walk with God, I was just having a lot of flat tires. I was at the flat tires. Mary's like, yep, yeah, flat tires. I was getting, this is where it was, it was common every day. You'd go buy a used tire for like 10 or 15 bucks. And that's where we were at the time. So I'd go get my little 10 feet because the repairs on the car actually outweighed what the car was worth. So I was like, didn't make sense to do that. So I just, and the money I had, I had enough money just to, to get spare tires. And, uh, but anyway, so going back to my spare tire stories. Um, so there was a time where, you know, the family, Mary and the kids, we went on a, uh, a road trip and a little family vacation. Um, and then I think it was, we were going to Atlanta or something, I think it was. Anyway, so we had this Ford Expedition. And uh, so we're out, and all of a sudden, flat tire. And I just, the flat tire happens at the right place. I roll in right to where I could get right into a gas station. But there was one problem. Anybody guess what that problem was? It wasn't open. It wasn't open? No. That's, well, so how many of y'all had a Ford Expedition? They over-engineer how to change a flat tire, how to fix a flat tire. I don't know if, if anybody doesn't have one. Let me just share with you. What I learned is I went and looked at this Ford Expedition. I was looking for all the tool, the flat tire equipment. I was like, open it. I, was, I couldn't find it anywhere. But sure enough, not even 30 seconds, here's this guy pulls up. Hey, you got a flat tire? Well, yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, he goes, you know what? Check this out. And he went and showed me how to change a flat tire, where all the tools were in that Ford Exposition. It was crazy because actually the thing you, 
you go and you uh, take the spare tire, because I, first of all, I couldn't take the spare tire out because it was, it was, the way it was um, uh, fit up under the expedition, and you had to have the right tool to go in through this little small hole in the bumper, and I would have never found that small hole. I would have never found it. And, uh, you know, but that tool to go in that small hole, it was where you're, the front of the, the expedition, where the motor is. Does that make sense? It's supposed to be under the seat somewhere. So anyway, long story short is, God sent somebody to teach me, to educate me on how to change the flat tire in the expedition, because I would have never figured it out, and we'd have been stuck, and or stuck for hours, and we weren't probably stuck for five or ten minutes. Amen? God is good. <laughs> I love my flat tire stories. Woo! Um, an awesome thing, too, too, is the Holy Spirit, as you spend time in God's Word, you'll find out that, man, that Word that you've been meditating on and learning, it starts coming up. And that, that, whatever that situation is that's going on, you know, if you have a problem with anger, you know, it, it'll, it'll come up and say, yep, Bill's patient, Bill is kind. I don't feel kind, but, it's, <laughs> but the Word of God will tell you that, though. Amen? So glory to God, that's, again, that's, that's what? That's that lifestyle, that, that practice in God's presence each and every day. Amen? And again, a lot, and I think a lot of times we overthink this thing and this, make this big supernatural sci-fi thing. It's not, it's not a sci-fi. It's just spending time with him, spending time in his word. You know, and it's not also we go to extreme too. It's not, you know, we can't go by feelings either. Amen? Um, God can move regardless of our feelings. You know, we, you know, we may not be feeling good or whatever the circumstance is. God still moves. Amen? All right, well, we'll close going back to Tim, 2 Timothy uh, verse, or chapter 3, verse 10. We'll close with this. Yeah, I'll go ahead and read it and amplify it. So, verse 10, it says, Now you have closely observed... And diligently followed my teaching. So who, who's speaking here? This is Apostle Paul, amen? And I want to encourage you, though, if y'all want to study somebody's lifestyle, study Apostle Paul. Man, awesome. Awesome what God's done in, in, in his life. You follow my teaching, my conduct, purpose in life, amen? Faith, patience, love, steadfastness. You know, he's basically saying it. He's acknowledging himself. He goes, you followed me as a leader as I've been following Christ. You've seen my teaching, the conduct, my purpose in life, my faith, patience, love, steadfastness. Verse 11. Did I mess you up again? Well, in the New King James Version says, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, verse 11, afflictions, which happened to me in Antioch in, you know, I'm trying in some of these words. That's okay. God's bearing that, right? But then he says, what persecutions I endured. I think that what means, it, it was more than just one little incident, amen? So Apostle Paul lived this lifestyle, but he lived that lifestyle and that's a lot of times, too. You know, living this lifestyle, there's persecutions that do come. Again, like I said, in my workplace, I was getting blamed. I was getting set up. And it all wasn't looking too good. It looked like there's a fall guy, and his name was Bill McCall. 
But I had to go back and say, hey, God, you see that? No, I don't think so. <laughs> what happened? What does Paul say here? And out of them all, what does he say? The Lord delivered me. Amen? We got some, we get some shouting going on tonight. It's good stuff. And the awesome thing is he never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's with us every day. Amen? And you go down to verse 14, it says, But as far as you continue in these things, which you have learned, you know, okay, we got a lot of believers in here. You know, I know that we're all different places, but I feel we're in a, a good house of believers here. Um, you know, as we continue in these things, which we have learned and have been assured knowing from whom you have learned them, and from childhood, some of y'all have been doing this from childhood, have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. Amen? You know, God can make us wise. He can help us make some decisions. Somebody will be like, how do you know that? And I can share that here. Last month or so, I got this. So lean manufacturing and um, uh, Six Sigma is, is big in the business world. And uh, there's a couple of projects. And again, this is helping with my big workload I'm giving. I'm giving to God, so you're going to have to help me with this. They're excited about me, and they give me a lot. It's like my name's on every project. I'm like, where's everybody else's name? But I just take it as that's opportunity for God to show out. Amen? But there's certain percentage of things I've come up with, and you know, I just knew in my heart that was it. I didn't do all the math and due diligence. Like the, you know, it was like, I, it's just where I, I knew, and there's some things, that tools that I learned that I didn't know at the time, but I knew those are the right numbers. This guy comes back and goes, you know what? We went back and did all this, all this study, all this analysis, all these little technical things. And that number's right. I said, I didn't think it was going to be wrong. <laughs> but you know, it was God made me wise. But it wasn't, again, it wasn't me. It was him because I knew in my heart. I said, that was, that, that's the right number. And they went back and, like I said, was confounded that the fact that I was right because I just, just kind of learned this stuff. I didn't, I wasn't as experienced as this guy's been doing it 20 years. And it took him a while to figure it out. And I figured it out two weeks ago. <laughs> God's good. <laughs> Good to brag on him, amen? So where am I at? Verse, uh, we're back to verse 16, right? And I, I purposely did this, and I think God just wants us to remind us that all Scripture, amen, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, woman of God, may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Glory to God. Man, we can never get enough of that. Never get enough of that. We continue, I think we can continue to read and meditate on anything in God's Word and continue to get more and more out of it. Amen? You know, and the piece I get down here in verse 4, I'll just throw this in just for a side note. Verse 2, chapter 4, verse 2 says, Preach the Word, be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. Amen? And that's where we should be, right? Um, I know there's a time in my walk with God and then sharing things, and I was so caught up in my notes Man, I couldn't get even past the probably the first two scriptures because I was so stuck on notes and trying to do it with my own ability. Now, what I learned to do is just, uh, you know, go with my heart, study the things. I see where God's, I feel the God's taking us and direction he wants me to go. And I throw the notes away and I just make the list of scriptures and then we just let God be God. Amen.
listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.